This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Community Foundation, inspiring people to give back, to sustain, and advance the community that we love. To learn more, visit givedoorcounty.org. Hello and welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast. I'm Andrew Clyden and I'm joined today by Sarah Ray Lancaster, editor of the Arts and Entertainment section. How are you doing, Sarah? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm doing well. We are also joined today by Erica Bauska, the intern for the Pulse this year. How are you, Erica? I'm doing great. Awesome. Thank you for coming on the podcast. We've been meaning to have you on for a while now because you have been out in the county doing a lot of stuff and writing about it. How's your summer been so far? been good i i haven't been here before for like a long period of time so it's good to be able to experience as much as i can while i'm here what's your connection to door county i came once when i was a bit younger with my family so i've only been here for a little bit before i think it was a week and then this internship is the only other connection i have great so you are out experiencing stuff for the first time and getting to know the county all together. So mm-hmm. kind of the perfect intern experience. Yes. Sarah, you have been sending Erica all over the place and doing all sorts of stuff. What kind of things do you think about when you're sending an intern off to do something? So with Erica, because she's just game for anything, which is fantastic. I've been sending her on like a lot of outdoor adventures because she loves the outdoors. She loves hiking. And so she's been doing a lot of different hikes for us. She's done some sailing lessons. She's done, you're going to have to remind me of all the things I'm losing track of all the different things you've covered at this point. You just went zip lining, right? Zip lining. Um, (laughs) Horseback riding. Horseback riding. Mm -hmm. And I guess I kind of approached it from If I was somebody in Erica's shoes where I haven't been here before or it's been a really long time, what would I want to go and explore and discover? And so she's kind of great for that role because she is seeing everything with such fresh eyes. So we're sending her out there. She's having these experiences. Rachel's tagging along and taking some fantastic photos and uh, just sharing just the number of activities that people can do when they're up here. So that being said, we wanted to bring you on to kind of talk about some of the experiences that you've been having in terms of getting out there and and doing stuff, because there's a number of things that you're doing for the first time that other people can do for the first time as well. One of the things that we started two weeks ago was a a series of uh, this hiking challenge at Newport State Park. So the challenge is every single week they'll have people go on increasingly longer and longer challenges. Uh, They meet Thursday mornings at nine and head out there with one or two guides from the park. So for me to go out there, it was more of a thing of I can I can guide people through the challenge, but then also people can go on the trails afterwards and they can explore them themselves and see from my perspective which challenges they might prefer to go on or which hikes would be better for them or for their family and that kind of thing. So it's a, it's a tour through all of the trails at the park in order of difficulty. Yeah. Okay, so which ones did you do first, and which ones will be in this week? So the first ones I did were Fern and the Sugarbush Trail, and then this week it was Monarch and Upland. And Monarch and Upland are a bit longer, they're closer to two miles, where the Fern Trail is about a mile and a half, and Sugarbush is also, I think, a mile and a half. So you've done four trails and you're already up to a mile and a half per trail, which is more than I like to do when I'm hiking. What's the longest trail in Newport? Do you know either of you off the top of your heads? I think the longest is seven miles. Oh, man. And that's the last 
trail. And they schedule about two hours for every trail in the mornings, but I imagine that one will take longer when they I get there. I would hope so. This yeah. is, you know, it's a, it's a hike, not a race. Mm-hmm. And uh, are, you, are you a hiker? Do you like getting outside like that? Yeah. Where I'm from, my, my hometown has a lot of cliffs and bluffs that we hike all the time. So, so this is right up your alley. You're getting yeah. to explore Newport. I mean, I feel like a lot of people know Peninsula State Park pretty well. But it's good to get into the other state parks and to mm-hmm. explore them because they all have so much to offer. Yeah, that's kind of why when Sarah was talking about it, she suggested doing the Newport Challenge because it is a bit smaller, but less known. How can people find out more information if they want to join you on your challenge? So the best way would be to go to either the Newport State Park or the Friends of Newport State Park Facebook pages or their website on the Wisconsin DNR website. Great. And they'll have information. You can still... Can you do it at any time or are, is it each week is a certain set of trails? Each week is a certain set of trails, but you can do them at any point. It's meant to be a thing where you can join or drop out at any point. Awesome. And what do you win at the end? At the end, they have a potluck for everybody who comes to the last one, which I think is September 8th. They'll have a potluck for everybody after the, the long hike. Oh, sweet. I was joking, but that's, <laughs> that's cool. Get together and, and have a potluck in the park. All right, so let's take a break, and then when we come back, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, some cool stuff that you did up on the island and then some other opportunities for people to get out and join you on some interesting excursions, this time history-focused rather than nature-focused. This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by Door County Medical Center. Are you looking for a job in Door County with excellent benefits, culture, and potential for advancement through tuition reimbursement programs? Door County Medical Center is hiring... For more than 75 years, Door County Medical Center has been the leader in health and wellness for Door and Kiwani counties. Their integrated medical center provides a wide range of specialties, including primary care, behavioral health, general surgery, the Women and Children's Center, the Door Orthopedic Center, the Door County Cancer Center, and more. To join the team, apply today at dcmedical.org careers. What's better than a Sunday morning jazzy brunch on the water? Join Destination Sturgeon Bay at Sunny's Pizzeria on August 7th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. for the second annual Bloody Mary Social. This small-scale festival features local Door County restaurants and their unique Bloody Marys. Each restaurant vendor will compete for the title of Best Bloody Mary and Best Bloody Mary Garnish. Who will win? Come and vote for your favorites to find out. Tickets are on sale now at DoorCountyTickets.com. Some of Door County's best stargazing happens indoors. Every year at Door Community Auditorium, we present a star-studded lineup of concerts featuring artists like Brandi Carlisle, The Lumineers, Jason Isbell, Mavis Staples, Billy Strings, Beach Boys, and Buddy Guy. You're now listening to Marty Stewart and his fabulous superlatives returning to our stage in Fish Creek, October 22nd. Visit dcauditorium.org for a full calendar of upcoming events and to get your tickets today. Okay, we are back. So, Sarah, you have a background at Washington Island, but you decided that you were going to send Erica up there instead of covering the gathering ground bike rides on your own. I did, yes. I, I wanted to go and cover them, but, you know, I need to, I need to share the fun <laughs> that we have here. And, and really, with her being here for just a summer, I didn't know if she'd have another opportunity to catch the ferry and hop over to the island for the day. So this day-long excursion seemed like the perfect opportunity to not only get over to Washington Island, 
but explore some of the various farms and agriculture and uh, the Gathering Ground nonprofit up there and just see what they do. So before we get into what you actually did up there, what was your experience like on the island? It was a lot of fun. I've never been before. I think we wanted to when I first came. We just didn't have time. But it was very calming. I went over on one of the early ferries, and it was very peaceful. Not a lot of people. Did you drive? Yeah. Okay, so you drove throughout the island. My mm-hmm. favorite thing to do, and I say this every time we talk about Washington Island, is I like to rent the mopeds when I get oh, there. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like moped is the best way to explore the island. Mm-hmm. They're slow, but then again, I think speed limit's 45 throughout all of Washington Island. So you're you're going about as fast as you can go on yeah. the island, and you're out. There's no... Like, Washington Island is so beautiful and so natural that you don't want that, like, barrier between mm-hmm. you. So mopeds are the way to go. People are going to think that the uh, the moped rental is advertising with me, but <laughs> I just, I really enjoyed my experience doing that. Did you get your bidders card? I didn't. Oh, well, um, we have failed. Uh, we have failed. Have. Your <laughs> I'm planning on going back up with my parents when they come up, and they're going to bring my grandmas up, and we're all going to get our bidders cards together, and I think that's going to be interesting because my grandmas are 75, so... Yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> they will de-age when they try their <laughs> shot of bitters. They will immediately return to their youth. For people who don't know, if you go to Nelson's Bitters Pub on the island, you can take a shot of Angostura bitters and get your bitters card, which gives you permission to party like an islander. Believe, <laughs> and sign the book. Do they still have the book that you have to sign? I believe so, okay. yes. When I got mine 2017 or 2018, yes, I All believe right. I signed the book. All that being said, why did you go to the island? It was for the... For the bike tour, because even though Sarah suggested it, I could have said no. But I did want to go see the island, and I will agree, having having no barriers in between you, like on a bike, it was so peaceful and so nice to see the island. And where we were, where we were going to the farms, there were almost no cars or only occasional cars. So it was a nice experience, and I got a good workout in. Did you notice how every single car that passed you waved? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the other fun island thing when people have gone there for the first time. They come back and they're like, oh, everybody's so friendly. They all wave mm-hmm. when they drive by you. And then for the next two weeks as you're driving al- along the mainland, you're still waving to everybody until you realize <laughs> you're not on the island anymore. <laughs> right. So this was a bike tour put on by Gathering Ground. What is Gathering Ground, Sarah? Gathering Ground. Well, I'm going to let Erica explain that a little bit more because that was part of the assignment to just kind of let her go and, and, and come back with what is Gathering Ground. They're a nonprofit up on Washington Island. They work a lot with the agricultural scene up there. But what they actually do, I feel like the bike tour is really a great way to highlight just how multifaceted it is. So Gathering Ground, like you said, it's a nonprofit and they really focus on land conservation and sustainable agriculture. So the farm tour, it was a way of keeping a lot of the farms on the island who also practice you know, organic or sustainable agriculture together. So when I talked to the executive director, she said that their hope is to eventually have all of the farms on the bike tour, all the farms on Washington Island on there. But for now, they had seven when I went, and it was about introducing people to other ways that you can farm sustainably or farm in ways not typical with your typical, you know, industry agriculture. Because Gathering Ground is both a sustainable farm nonprofit, but they also have a lot of education involved in their their work. What were your takeaways from seeing the different types of farms up there? It was a lot about 
how even with the different farm levels, how focused the owners or the workers were on the details. Because we went to one that was run by three people. One person was a PhD agronomist, and the other two were just friends of his that he wanted to raise a farm with. But then we went to a cattle ranch where it was just run by a dude and his wife, and that was it. And that, that is was the really technical term for a cattle <laughs> yeah. ranch, a dude. <laughs> just a dude, yeah. So it was really interesting. And we got to see the, the bee apiary, which is completely run by just one person and two interns. Which also happens to be where we get our bees from at our farm. So I was mm-hmm. kind of excited for her to go and I think maybe even see the bees that were there before yeah. we got them at our farm. How big is the farming scene up on the island? I, I mean, think it's it's surprisingly large. Yeah. I mean, when you drive around or you bike around the island, I know I'm always... And maybe it's because I'm more into farming now than I ever was earlier um, in my life. But when you drive around the island, I'm always taken aback by how much farmland there really is, be it livestock, orchards, vineyards, crops. Yeah, it's one of those things where I feel like as I drive around, farmland kind of fades into the background for me. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not paying attention to it as I drive by, unless they're like the big farms right on the highway that you can actually Mm -hmm. see. But there's so much farmland that you drive by where you're just not paying attention to it. That's what I was curious about. I feel like most of my time traveling through the island is going from one place of interest to the other, mm-hmm. not necessarily taking in all of the agriculture that's around me. Oh, yeah. And the apiary is completely hidden. You can't see it unless you are going to it. It's behind like a wall of trees. So and that's the bee yeah, farm? Yeah, that's the bee farm. Okay. I'm glad that it's hidden because <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't want to just stumble upon all the bees. Yeah. You have to actually look for it. I think what's also neat, too, is some of the farms that she visited are connected to products that maybe people who haven't been to the island mm-hmm. are aware of over here. So, like, Island Orchard Ciders, their orchard that they produce the apples for the ciders is over there on Washington Island. So. Mm-hmm. But their distillery, I guess you would call it, is The cider the- house is here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? I'm sure it's just... More land up there, maybe for the orchard or just a connection. I don't know. Did they get into that as to why? No, they didn't. Okay. I'm curious how how many square feet of the ferry is taken up by shipping product back and forth just for that. <laughs> there you go. Because I know that, you know, a big reason why the ferry runs year round is for mail mm-hmm. and Amazon, Amazon and FedEx and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So when you go on the ferry, you think of it as like a passenger ferry, but everybody's using it. It's the same ferry that brings over everything. So... FedEx trucks, they're all going on there doing everything that way, too. Mm-hmm. Isn't it fun to listen to my non-Islander perspective <laughs> as I'm like, wow. So one last thing that I wanted to talk with you about in this theme of, like, touring and going mm-hmm. around and doing stuff. You are you're going to be a senior in college, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you are minoring in history? Yes. So this, this next thing that you're writing about was right up your alley. It's uh, history tours. Mm-hmm. Walk me through what the history tours are. So... We wanted to focus on more of the walking and audio tours that people can do themselves because there's a lot of guided tours throughout the county or you can go visit like the museums and stuff like that. But now that it's so nice out, a lot of people don't want to spend time in a museum. So I, I think almost all of the almost all the historical societies or townships have outdoor walking tours that either have guides with them or Gibraltar has an audio tour that you can listen to. How does that work? You call into a number, like a regular phone number, and then each stop that you're at, which is you can get a map at the Alexander Noble House, and each stop that you're at, you type in pound and then the number, and then it'll walk you through whatever site you're at. That is 
hilarious <laughs> to me that you do it through a phone call. Mm-hmm. Okay, well the the hamster wheel is turning in my head, and I'm I'm getting excited about some sort of podcast version of this. <laughs> we'll see at some point. Okay, so did you do the audio tour? I haven't. No. Okay. When you do, please tell me what the experience is like okay. calling. Because for whatever reason, like when you listen to music or a podcast on your phone, the audio is really great. But as soon as you call someone, it'll go from like this to like. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So I feel like it's the same thing with this. Mm-hmm. And just even. Okay, I, I'm not going to hate on this. I'm sure it's a wonderful, wonderful experience. <laughs> and you will be the first to tell us that. I just think it's so funny that you call a phone number. Mm-hmm. To get your information, I hope that there's somebody on the other line that's like, "Are you at the Noble House?" Okay, <laughs> I'm pretty so. sure it's recorded. <laughs> All right, well that that's better. Okay, so that's one tour. Uh, what are some of the other options people have? So in Sturgeon Bay, the Maritime Museum has a both walking tour and scavenger hunt that they put together, and you can get maps from them. They also have one that goes through the entire town. That's like 140 stops. That's much longer, but still another place for people to go to. Egg Harbor has one that goes up and down the streets. And most of these, if you want more information or if you want a map, calling or going to the website for the historical society is the best way to find them. And then Liberty Grove and Sister Bay both have ones on their historical grounds with tours through older buildings that have to do with like industries that were there and stuff like that. So why are you a history minor? Because I wanted a minor, and oh, I had taken okay. I'd taken a few history classes, and I realized very quickly that it wouldn't take me very much to get a minor, and I was trying to find an excuse to take history classes that my parents would understand. So I declared a minor because I only needed, I think I only need ten credits left to get my minor. That's fair. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I got a playwriting minor because I already had. 95% of the credits through mm-hmm. my theater <laughs> stuff anyway. So I was hoping you were going to be like, well, because I really love history. I do. I-, I do really love history. When I was a kid, we went to a bit of a backstory. I went, we went to the Chicago History Art Museum. I can't remember. I was like six. And they had the King Tut exhibit. And it was like a huge deal that it was there. And since then, I've been like a huge Egyptology buff. So it is, there's genuine interest there. But it, I kind of moved away from it when I got to college because I didn't see practicality in going to history classes. Yeah, and I mean, now all I have that a reason. stuff already happened, so who cares? Yeah, <laughs> so now I have a reason to do it. So what you will learn in digging into Door County history is that the majority of it we know because of a man named Hallmar Holland, and that man was a huge liar. So <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, do Perfect. with that what you will. Take everything that he writes about with a grain of salt because mm-hmm. for every story that he shared – there's another author who's come by and been like, well, actually, none of that is true. Here's what, how it actually happened. Right. And then you kind of get to make your own version of what the truth <laughs> is or not. Uh, have you dug into any Door County history stories yet? Besides the history that I know just from doing walking tours or doing the Ephraim Tram tour, other than that, no. Well, you, like I said, you will find a lot of those uh, tall tales and Door County <laughs> legends, and you will have to parse out the fact from fiction because... Holland was as much a, he he was less of a historian and more of a a writer. And he really liked to fluff up his writing and make (laughs) it more interesting. So you'll get a lot of uh, of unique tales, some supernatural abilities and feats from some of these legends of Door County old. (laughs) Do you agree with that, Sarah? I would would agree with that. And (laughs) if you need to get your hands on the books, you can maybe read some of his works. We We can make that happen. 
Gotcha. Eric, is there anything else that we haven't uh, covered? I love having interns on the podcast because it serves also as a uh, recruitment tool. Are you enjoying your internship so I far? I am. I am. It's been a lot of fun. When I got the news that I was getting the internship, it was incredible. I remember the moment I got it. Like it was, it was such a high. So I'm very happy that I'm here, and it's been, it's been more than I expected. So awesome! Thank you for reading that off the little piece of paper that I gave you. <laughs> and uh, what's next? What are you, what are you digging into next? I'm gonna be talking about the sailing that I went to, and then looking into some of the geology in the area, talking to some local orchards, kind of getting a couple of other of other things together. I think that's it. Great. Well, I hope people look forward to learning about your experience and experiencing some new stuff through fresh eyes. I think that's always the fun part about interns writing is that we take a lot of Door County for granted when we live here, and getting to experience everything fresh again by reading your perspective, I think is really, really great for folks. So thank you both for coming on and uh, I will chat with you guys again soon. Sounds good. We'll see you later. Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. If you want to support us at the Pulse, check out doorcountypulse.com slash shop where you can get a weekly Pulse subscription, purchase some incredible Door County artwork from Pulse artist Ryan Miller and much more. We hope you've enjoyed the Door County Pulse podcast, and we will see you next time.